Welcome to the Ether. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. Today on the Ether, the Alliance Hour with Orbital Command, Possibilities and Potential. Let's take a listen. Oh my goodness. Hi guys. Did anyone get my introduction? MB, were you listening? I just realized I went through a whole introduction and then looked and I was muted. So I wonder if I got cut off halfway through or if the whole thing just was not heard. Oh my God, sorry guys. I've literally wasted three minutes of your lives. Um, I started talking at two minutes past one in the UK. It is now five minutes past one in the UK. Um, so for the next 55 minutes, we'll be talking about Alliance. Um, I'm glad to be hanging with you all here. I, I name-checked everyone that was in this space at the time. Um, hello again. Thank you for being here as um, fellow DJs who think Alliance is cool. And indeed, I really do think it is cool. Um, just before jumping into Alliance then, I put in the nest a tweet from TFM. We've just released collection offers on Terra, um, which I think is a great way to pick up a bargain NFT or if you're looking to offload NFTs, you can find sort of a price that may um, attract you enough to sell your NFT. Um, hopefully, we're going to see a bit more activity on Terra NFTs over the next or over the coming months, and maybe collection offers will help with that. So, after a second introduction, which hopefully everyone heard, MB, how are you doing? We seem to have lost MB. He's coming back up. Was anyone else, was everyone able to hear MB? I was having trouble myself. I'm just going to bring up Sencom. Hopefully at least someone can be heard. Hey, Sencom, can you hear? I can hear you. I hope you can hear me as well. Absolutely. I've got you. Were you able to hear MB? Not a word, no. Okay, excellent. Good. So as long, well, not good, but at least it wasn't our end. MB? Hey, 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 that's good. Yeah, look, I've been trying to get on, and I think Sencom is now on too. Yeah, okay, just classic um, Twitter space uh, rug. Hopefully, it's stable now. Let's keep going and see. Okay, so, yeah, we have been speaking offline a little bit, or quite a bit actually, about Alliance. Um, we have. I know 4719 likes his alpha. He may well have heard this already, but there's possibly going to be some info from TFL coming out in the near future. I don't know if that means it's a governance proposal, possibly, or just some more chat, um, which I think is going to help drive Alliance forward. At the same time, on a personal level, I don't know how how I feel about TFL being in the driving seat as far as Alliance is concerned. I mean, of course, development, absolutely, we need TFL for that side of things. But for the for the implementation, um, I feel the community is possibly better placed to take a sort of driving or to be sitting in the driving seat, as it were. Um, we've, I mean, I... Maybe, Senkom, can you tell us how long the Luna staking derivatives have been live as Alliance assets on Megaloo? Yeah. Um, if you give me one moment, I will give you the exact the exact time. So, by the way, I just checked um, how many Luna there is, and we have around 200 
50,000 amp and bone lunar, which is um, confidently over a quarter million actual lunar on on um, on Megaloon. Yeah, and I think that's that's quite exciting. I'm just trying to. I think the alliance has been live for around two months. I'm gonna continue looking looking for the exact number as we talk, but around two months. Which I find kind of surprising. It doesn't feel as if it's actually been that long, but I mean, wow. So say seven or eight weeks, maybe possibly longer. You know, if if, if we've had an or two Alliance assets live on Megaloo for that length of time, is it about time that Terra, which already has the Alliance module installed, that we do something? get an alliance asset going or maybe more than one it would be really interesting to hear some people's opinions on that and um, do you think we should implement an alliance asset as soon as possible do you have any strong opinions on what an alliance asset might be what would you like to see as an alliance asset on terra so maybe if we sort of frame the conversation around these topics to begin with anyway that would hopefully be something that's going to interest interest us on this space. Certainly interests me. I've got a few ideas, but rather than me just talk at people here, if you want to come up, tell us what you think. That would be cool. MB, have you got any strong opinions? Yeah, okay. I have a fairly strong opinion. I would uh, love to see a bit of reciprocity uh, from Terra um, um, with Migaloo as well. I think it's a great idea. And, and look, as you mentioned in the uh, earlier, look, it could be community driven too. If um, you know a group within Terra decided uh, and felt strongly enough about putting up a government proposal um, on whitelisting some um, uh, whale assets um, or Mikalu assets, I think that is a very positive thing. Okay, I mean we've got a few people in the space, and no one's asking to come up just yet. But what do we feel about that idea of reciprocity? We've got Amp Luna and B Luna as alliance assets on Megaloo. So that means anyone that's doing the alliance taking over there, I'm staking a little bit. We are earning whale rewards as well as earning the auto compounding Luna rewards. Um, and I think last time I looked, it was like an additional 20% or so um, in, in whale rewards for doing the alliance staking over there. Do I mean, thumbs up if you think some whale LSDs might be a nice alliance at, or nice first alliance asset on Terra. Thumbs down if you're not a fan of Megaloo. And maybe Senkom's going to start spamming thumbs up. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to abstain from this vote, <laughs> obviously, because I think there's a conflict of interest here. Um, you, but what you, does no thumbs at all mean? Yeah, we've got to reach core at least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was one thumbs up, so I think it's settled now. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Sir Puzikat, for engaging. Excellent. Um, and this is this is something I've spoken to MB about. We were discussing, like, there's the whole sort of topic of governance fatigue, which which is 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 real. Um, and we discussed the idea of maybe like a sort of a mega a mega vote, including. I don't know, five different alliance assets that Terra could start with. Um, personally, I was against that idea because I think each, um, because if, say, say I, was thought, I thought four of the governance assets were like great choices, but then one I didn't agree with, I would probably have to still vote in favor of that proposal. So I like the idea of voting on each asset. Of course, like you can bundle things like Amp Whale and B Whale together. Um, but I would like to see if we if we were going to have a vote on something, I would like to see smaller votes, and which is a little bit worrying as far as reaching quorum. Um, but the point being, like, if if we're going to say how about amp whale and b whale, let's have a vote on just those two assets and see if we can get that through. Um, I know we've got a couple of validators in the room, uh, and and obviously this is just kind of a, a straw poll type thing at this stage. But would, um, and I'm looking at Capabolt and Ghidorah here, would you be interested in voting some Alliance assets through? Not, not necessarily saying, are you really interested in Whale at this stage, but would you at least engage in governance on those votes? 
when looking hard. Hey, Capapol is going to engage. Awesome. I'm wondering if Ghidorah is maybe lying in bed or driving heavy machinery or something. Can't even get to an emoji. Um, but that's fair enough. Um, I should have been spamming the thumbs up for Orbital Command as well. We'll definitely engage in governance. MB, did you want to add anything to that idea of a mega vote or discrete individual votes? Yeah, look, I, I probably agree with you that um, discrete votes makes more sense. Um, and, you know, as I've said before, I, I am definitely leaning towards proposing or, or supporting a proposal that we, you know, for Amigaloo assets first, but um, you know, there will be others. And I think many people in Terra would like to see, you know, more alliance assets or some alliance assets whitelisted on Terra itself and, and to get the ball rolling and see where it takes us. Absolutely. I also so, agree yeah. with us. No, no, come on in, sir. Just wanted to say that I also agree with having individual votes for individual alliances it just makes more sense and as you know if you're just a normal quote-unquote community member you don't have to vote on everything that's obviously you can but you don't have to and i think that's the power of cosmos governance because it, it's delegated proof of stake so you have your validators that you trust and you can delegate your vote to them and they have to do the heavy lifting and if you disagree or if you want to poke into something a little bit deeper. You can override the votes however you see fit. So, um, I mean, White Whale, um, we validate Terra too and you know, a dozen other chains as well. And we look at every proposal and try to vote in the best of our, um, our delegators there. So um, I'm all for splitting things up and making the right decision. And, you know, that's the ultimate goal, I think. Absolutely. And we've just got a friend from Carbon Slash Demex dropped in. Um, good to see you here, sir, discussing various topics around Alliance. Um, I, I think he should come up because um, Carbon, they have some, some things to share on Alliance as well. I mean, they have it on Mainnet. This is true. So we've got who, who do we have with Alliance on Mainnet? Obviously, Megaloo, Carbon. Kujira, Kujira and Terra with a few more so in the pipeline. Yeah, I know also a couple of upcoming projects that want to um, go live with Alliance on Genesis. However, there is still to this date nobody that has utilized Alliance. So I, I and I just checked by the way when the proposal went live and we started white or no. AMP and Bone Luna became stakeable assets on Migalu around six weeks ago, seven, seven weeks ago. Just before we bring CJ, I'm sorry, Fishmark Academy up. I don't know what we're, you can let us know what you want, how you wants to be addressed. Um, can, you said something there saying, Colin, that I wasn't quite clear on. There's been no implementations of Alliance, but you, you guys have implemented Alliance. Or was he meaning something different? Hey, thanks for having me on. Uh, yeah, you can call me either CJ or Fish Market. Either is fine. Um, I wasn't sure if I couldn't hear quite clearly, but I think uh, the question was addressed to me. Uh, we have Alliance Live a couple of weeks ago, uh, but we were quite backlogged with other development stuff. But we are finally going to explore and implement uh, our first Alliance uh, with Luna as the very first one. but. Soon after, we will uh, look to list and onboard more Alliance partners. We are actually also speaking with White Whale and uh, as in being Migaloo chain. And we are very excited to uh, begin discussions on what kind of like Alliance parameters to set and how our, uh, our networks can actually collaborate to create economic activities for, for both of our networks. So really exciting stuff that's coming. And I think it's going to happen really fast, like probably in um, next week or early June, we'll have all of this being announced and implemented. Fisherman is spilling some alpha here. <laughs> yeah, data spaces is always the place to spill alpha. Absolutely. And that is some well, it's great news that Carbon are thinking about using Luna as an alliance asset. 
But, but what's super exciting for me is, is the idea that two different app chains can start collaborating using Alliance and have nothing to do with Luna. That's, that's super cool. Um, and I, I really hope we can see more and more of these alliances um, in the near future. Um, how, far, how far along are discussions that you guys are having? Well, it just begun, but things actually um, picked up quite fast in terms of getting all of the figures out. So we already have all the rough figures in mind. We just have to go back and make sure the figures are okay with everyone and uh, creating the proposal and making sure we engage with the Mikulu community and the Mikulu community engages with our community so that both of our communities uh, understand each other and understand the synergy that can potentially come out of this alliance. And then we will go live with the proposal and it should probably go pretty smooth. And we are basically going to be, I think, one of the first, if not the first um, alliance that was built uh, without involving the Luna LSD. So that's pretty exciting for me. 100%. I, I mean, yeah, unless someone beats you to it, you will definitely be the first um, non-Luna alliance. So that, 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 that's super cool. Um, for, for people that are in this room, and I can see there's a lot of experienced people here, um, but CJ, I mean, do you want to, or maybe Sencom can have a go, whoever wants to go first, you can play rock, paper, scissors. Could you give us a sort of, I don't know, a couple of minute overview of what is Alliance? If, if say, your brother had come back from traveling overseas and had not been online for the last six months, how, how would you explain Alliance to them? And we'll go for Sencom. Okay, so I'm going to give, give it a try. So Alliance is a extension that blockchains can utilize to whitelist any asset as a stakeable asset. That's really the, the one sentence description I can come up with. So in, in a little bit more with a little bit more explanation, it allows um, any any Cosmos blockchain to put up a governance proposal to whitelist certain assets to be staked on the respective chain. And what makes Alliance really um, really worth its its weight in gold is that you can specify how much inflation of the chain goes to that asset you just whitelisted and how much comes how much of that asset that's staked on your chain comes back to the native stakers. And then there's these important concepts of take rate and reward weight. Is there anything you could tell your brother about about these concepts? Sure. You can imagine it like you have a stream of water coming your way, like a river. And if, if you look at the river, it's just one stream and it's 100% because that's just one stream, 100%. So now you can start splitting the stream up and you can fill it into buckets. Let's say there is a bucket for Amp Luna. And on Megaloo, we decided to allocate around 2.4% of the whole stream into the Amp Luna bucket. And then we made a second stream, B Luna bucket. And again, the same amount, around 2.4% of the whole stream flows into that bucket. And the rest just continues to flow to the whale stakers. And that's the reward rate. So you split up the flow of, of tokens into different buckets. And then there's the take rate. And this is where it becomes interesting. You have now these different assets that, you know, whale or your native token flows into. But at the same time, the assets you whitelist, for example, in our case, AMP and Bone Luna, they partly flow back into the mainstream again. So the whale stakers, they earn less whale, but they earn Luna, liquid staking tokens. And that just creates some kind of a, a very dynamic system where you can control how much you give and how much you take. And you can do this for virtually any, any asset that we can find in the cosmos. And this allows us to formulate very, very novel, sometimes complex, sometimes simple strategies to um, further enhance the economic activity on our chains and in the whole interchain. 
and we're just we're just getting started on this. I mean, Migaloo has been the first chain. We have around six, seven weeks of, of insights for a very simple approach, namely take your amp and bone Luna, stake it on Migaloo. That's all. Mm, but we're, uh, I think everybody here on stage is already very much formulating his own theories in head, what, what kind of degen strategies one can do and list that derivative here and that LP token there. So I think um, Alliance just got burst six weeks ago and we're just, I'm seeing it grow and the ideas flourish. Yeah, I, I think uh, Sen mentioned a lot about what Alliance is. I, I think to me, it's really, really cool because like its name suggests, it's really about forming an alliance with a, a net chain that has a natural um, compatibility. So for example, with Megaloo, uh, a simple example would be they, for example, have a huge um, Luna USD LP in their uh, chain. And users right now can't really do much with the Luna USD LP token. Uh, once we have an alliance, right, we are incentivized to help each other. And one way that could be would be to uh, list Luna USD as a collateral on our money market, and users can borrow other assets, for example, um, either Luna or either USD uh, or any combination of assets, and then bridge that back to the Migaloo chain to do other activities, effectively increasing the capital efficiency of Migaloo, um, Migaloo community, and they can thus have more economic activity on uh, Migaloo, uh, as well as any other chains that they want to. So it's really about trying to figure out ways of creating synergy. And that's why I think that the term alliance is, is a really suitable, suitable name, because as long as both community grows together, then both community stakers also receive more rewards at the end of the day. So I think it's quite an interesting concept. So thanks, thanks for that, CJ. That was, that was a really nice um, discussion of why Alliance is called Alliance. It's a brilliant name. Um, the, the way you've both spoken about this then, it, it, it makes me wonder, like, is, I mean, can it really be a win-win situation or like some of the Megaloo staking rewards are going to Luna stakers on Megaloo. I mean, is Megaloo losing out here or is this kind of equal? How, how does that work, Sencom? I don't know if we've lost Sencom. Did my question come through okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay, awesome. Um, so, I mean, I, I've certainly had some feedback from people within Terra that they're not that excited by Alliance because they don't like the idea of sending Luna staking rewards to stakers of foreign assets. Um, the idea is being that, well, our, our staking APR is going to go down if we're staking Luna on Terra. Um, but from what, what you were talking, oh, Sencom's coming back up. Let's see if we can get him. Sencom, I don't know if you caught the question there. Sorry, I didn't. Can you repeat it? Sure. It, it was just to do with, I mean, is, is can Alliance really be win-win or is it more like a sort of zero-sum game and some people take something and then someone else gets it? Can you maybe sort of riff on that? It, it really depends bit? on how, to, how you utilize it. I, I think it's become clear now that Alliance is really a very versatile tool with a lot of different you know screws and, and balls to tighten and, and and wheels to spin so the question is how we, can we utilize it to create win-win situations um one way or let me just give you an idea of what we've been doing so far so on Megaloo, we've whitelisted luna assets to um be staked there and right now we're overspending so we're overspending. I think the APR is, I think, between 18 for AMP Luna and 22 for B Luna. And the take rate is just 1%. So we're massively overspending there. Um, so the question is, why are we overspending? What's the purpose? And how can this still be you know, beneficial for the Megalo ecosystem? Because in this relationship right now, Terra comes off, you know, just with a benefit because you know there's another chain that directs yield towards there 
tokens. So, yeah. So, so Terra is definitely winning on this without you know, without question. So, why are we still doing this? The, the the benefit of alliance really is that I think it creates economic activity on the chains because there is a lot of fluctuations. There's volatility in staking ratios, in APRs, in risk, and that creates movement. And movement creates economic, or yeah, that's economic activity, and that that's what we all live and breathe. You know, volume, APRs, um, high fees. That what's well, that's what the ecosystem lives for. And by having or listing different assets, you create this movement, and that's so. The benefit in this case of a unidirectional alliance really comes from the secondary economic activity and also the, the the community the extension of the community um so you i think you can very well compare it with external incentives for lp pools you need the liquidity in there so you need to put up incentives but you overspend them so you have to be very careful i think with with single sided um, or unidirectional alliances. However, in this case, I think we can all agree that, you know, going ahead and pioneering this using the Terra LSTs was, and it still is the right move. Um, but then how can we create truly win-win situations where you know, not one party benefits asymmetrically and one party overspends? And I think when you have bi-directional alliances that's where it becomes really interesting let's say if terra were to whitelist whale as a stakeable asset then you know terra will overspend a little bit for the whale and whale or meal will overspend for terra and if, if you sum it up it will very or i will leave it will come very close to zero and nobody is paying up no no chain no communities paying up but still you get the economic benefits of of the volatility of the movement and that will create i believe or that's one way to create win-win situations another obvious way is to um, deepen liquidity for example perpetual incentives on your own exchange for example if you have if you have just one dex on your chain and you want to support it you can just create perpetual incentives for that dex or for that protocol but Bidirectional alliances, I think that's the most interesting piece of, yeah, next interesting thing I can think of. Awesome. Thank you for sharing there. And I suppose, yeah, we'll just need to wait and see um, if slash when Quail can become an alliance asset on Terra. I mean, I, I think you kind of alluded to this as well, like the, the increased economic activity on Megaloo, bringing some people from Terra over to stake their Luna LSDs, LSTs, if you if you prefer, um, but but there's also, I mean, the whole community vibe as well. I mean, on 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 Twitter anyway, Megaloo is very popular at the moment, and I think partly, or I don't know, I don't know exactly what sort of how much we can attribute that to Alliance, but we can definitely attribute attribute some of it to Alliance. Um, we we just had Zion pop up. Hopefully, he's going to be coming here with some tfl alpha for us um how are you today sir <laughs> you guys are always trying to scalp some alpha for me um <laughs> no i i actually i came on because i just wanted to to add a couple points to uh what sencom was saying there which you know i think was hit on i think a lot of the main benefits of of alliance and certainly you know i I corroborate what he was saying about um, you know the fact that the real benefit, and obviously it's it's evidenced in the name, the real benefit from alliances where you see these trade agreements formed between these digital nation states, right? These blockchain ecosystems, right? Because that's where you get this cross pollination of users and liquidity and developers across different ecosystems, and you create these win win relationships. And this is where you kind of like get to an end state in cosmos where it's actually much more collaborative and not adversarial i think cosmos today kind of larps that it's very collaborative and it's this you know uh ecosystem of chains that's very you know connected and everyone kind of helps each other out but 
in the background, it's very adversarial. And, you know, I think people that are deeply entrenched in Cosmos can kind of see that. But we're, our hope with Alliance is to kind of um, push the Cosmos ecosystem more in the direction of being more collaborative and interconnected. And uh, one of the things to just add on to what Sencom was saying there is, <clears throat> um, even if you're you're creating an alliance whereby, for instance, like right now, you have AMP Luna and B Luna on Whale, uh, you know, I, I think Whale is going to be an like liquid staked Whale is going to be an, a very likely uh, good alliance for Terra to have on our chain soon. Um, but even beyond that, even if it wasn't, it still benefits Miglu to add a token like Luna as an alliance asset on their chain because it diversifies and it augments their staking yield, right? So it makes it a more it makes whale a more interesting token to buy, hold, and stake because now you're not just earning whale rewards. Uh, you know, you're you can immediately kind of bootstrap the uh, kind of interestingness of your token by adding like uh, liquid stake versions of maybe larger uh, existing more liquid chains like Terra. And now uh, people will, you know, come, you know, users and liquidity will come over to the chain. They'll hopefully bring, you know, some of their money and, you know, as they're earning whale, uh, I think if chains market it well enough, you know, there's a, you know, you can basically get these users to start utilizing whale for different things within that ecosystem. And now you've kind of converted new users. That's one use case, but native whale stakers that aren't doing anything other than just staking whale are also benefiting from this, right? Because now they're earning another token in the form of B whale, or I'm sorry, B Luna and, and AMP Luna uh, just by staking whale on the chain. So it, it makes like, so when chains first launched, like, you know, this is kind of one of the core differences between Alliance and like uh, interchain security. So like interchain security is like very attractive for chains that are selling security because they're obviously benefiting, right? Like the chain that's selling the security is benefiting from the other chain sending over inflationary rewards to their, their stakers, right? But with Alliance, the key difference here is that, you, you know, you may be paying for some of the users and liquidity to come over but those tokens are cycling domestically, right? You're offering those tokens to people on your chain natively, and you can then hopefully uh, drive some of that, uh, you know, drive some of that um, activity and keep it on your chain versus like, you know, you're guaranteeing with interchain security that those tokens are going over to Cosmos Hub. Um, and in no way are you making your token more interesting. Like you're not like, bootstrapping kind of the economic viability of your chain uh, with these other solutions. You're, you're buying security. And to be honest, like the, the idea of buying security doesn't like for most chains, like the developers that are launching a new chain, they're not worried about like, you know, is my, you know, like Cosmos chains in the past have not failed because they got attacked because like they, you know, like they just didn't have good enough security or something. They fail because like their token's not worth anything. Like no one wants to buy their token. No one wants to use their token. So that's like one of the things that Alliance really helps with is like this, you form these alliances and you establish non-zero take rates for these assets. And it makes your token more interesting as a result because your stakers can now earn, you know, one, two, five, ten 10 different tokens just by staking your token, right? And you don't need the permission of these other ecosystems to integrate those tokens. You know, Migaloo could go tomorrow and say, you know what, we're gonna integrate ST Atom as an Alliance asset. And they don't need Cosmos Hub's permission to do that. But now ST Atom holders can come over and they can establish a non-zero take rate on that asset. And now people that stake Whale could earn ST Atom rewards, which is the, you know, one of the most liquid tokens in Cosmos, which it makes, uh, buying and holding whale a much more token, uh, I'm sorry, a much more interesting token. So I think that's a that's a core, you know, basically one of the core ideas of Alliance is you're kind of bootstrapping the economic viability of chains using Alliance, you know, and like that's one of the core use cases of Alliance is like when chains first launch, it's tough to get their token to be interesting to people starting off, right? And this is a way to kind of do that. Um 
thank you for that. I, I, I know you could go into some other topics there, but I just want to um, ask you to not necessarily repeat exactly what you said. Yeah, I fully agree. I think the more we learn about how Alliance works in um, through the data we can gather by you know just observing how it works right now, the more I personally realize that the the power really comes from the secondary economic effects. Um, you know, having a diversified staking yield that's that's nice, that's interesting, and I think in times of volatility it will turn out to be even more more interesting, particularly when you have bi-directional alliances. But for me, really, the the partnerships that can be created using alliance, this is the most, or for me right now, the most interesting thing. So just um, just when we talked with, with Carbon here and CJ, so you know, after we talked about, hey, do we want to do this? Do we want to present this to our communities? And you know, we said yes. Then the next question was, all right, what can we do next? We can list you here. We can list you there. We can help you with this. You can launch your validator there. You can, you know, use your token here. And I think that's that's really the idea behind this. And so far, it's it's been working out great. The Sencom, I don't know if Sencom can hear me, but I think when I cut across Zion, um, he heard me. Sencom, can I get a thumbs up if you're listening? Maybe okay. Fish CJ can hear me. So the thing I was asking Zion to come back in on was that that carbon and whale are talking to each other about how they're mutually going to use alliance, and I think a that's awesome, but b that might confuse some of us about how alliance actually works because. And this is kind of what Zion was talking about. Um, two Cosmos chains don't have to be talking for Alliance to work. So Zion, can you come back in and tell us a little bit more about what you were saying about ST Atom or something like that? Yeah, so that's a it's a good point to to highlight. So, um, and this is something I, I talked about in the Medium article that I wrote recently. If you guys haven't checked it out, you should read through it because that was kind of the first long form post that we wrote on uh, Alliance and how it works. And it kind of dives into some of these these details, which I think are important details. And so in terms of you know how Alliance works, like it's a permissionless open source Cosmos SDK module, right? So any chain can integrate this. They don't need permission from Terra. They don't need permission from other chains to form, you know, like whitelist tokens from their chain as alliance assets on on theirs. So, you know, the way that this this could work is, uh, you know, like Migaloo could, like I said, uh, they could whitelist ST Atom as an alliance asset on their chain, and they could decide, you know, what they what the reward weight for that's going to be, which means, you know, like how much whale they're going to provide to people that bridge ST Atom over to their chain and stake it. And then what the take rate's going to be. So if they're going to do, you know, 1%, 2%, whatever it's going to be, um, then a portion of ST Atom, you know, ST Atom's yield is then redirected and provided to whale stakers, right? And they don't need to like consult Cosmos Hub uh, to do this. this. They could do this like next week if they wanted to. Um, and what does that do for whale, right? Like, so why why does this matter? Uh, and the re this is this is like one of the one of the, the one of the other things that makes Alliance such a powerful tool is like you can form these mutually beneficial economic relationships between chains, and that's where the name Alliance comes from. But you can also you know uh, you can also use Alliance if you know there's a way you want to benefit you know strengthen your ecosystem. But let's say that you know another chain. Uh, maybe they, you know, like Cosmos Hub, you know, maybe Cosmos Hub uh, doesn't want to like create a relationship for some reason, right? It doesn't mean it. It doesn't prevent you from like listing some tokens from their from from their chain. Um, but I see Sencom has his hand up here. So do you do you have a question on that, Sencom, or anything you want to come in on? Just something to comment. So feel free to finish your thoughts, and I'll continue there. Yeah, no, I was just saying like, it's so like, like Sencom actually mentioned, the real value of Alliance comes from these mutually beneficial relationships where both sides 
whitelist tokens from the other side, right? Like that's where you really start to see the collaborative interconnectedness of this tool. Um, but you can do this, you know, like you're still, you know, you're still benefiting the other ecosystem, even if they don't whitelist your tokens, you're still benefiting their stakers. You're still making their token more interesting by doing something like this. So like, so in the ST Atom case, you're creating a new use case for ST Atom. You know, the use case is you can take it over to Migaloo, stake it and earn whale tokens now. So this is a new use case for, for uh, Atom, right? So you're, even if they don't form the relationship with you, you know, you're still benefiting them at, at the same time benefiting your chain. And continuing your thoughts here, Zion, on this collaborative and, and making use of the, the money you spend on Alliance. For example, we exclusively list our liquid staking partners. So the reason why we haven't, we, we didn't list ST Atom or ST Osmo or something like this so far is that we are working together with Backbone Labs and Eris Protocol. And the more there, there's a positive feedback loop between the usage of their liquid staking tokens and the whale token, because they route, they bring liquidity into our DEXs and they route traffic through our DEXs, which consequently leads to buy pressure on the whale token. So just by virtue of that dynamic, any any or AMP or bone assets we list as a stakeable asset can be understood as, as a bootstrapping of, of the tokens of our partners. So th that's the line of thinking we're going here. Not only, you know, attracting developers or community or, um, you know, just bi-directional alliances, but also supporting our liquid staking or the teams building with us. And that just shows how how on the one hand complex this gets, you know, to to get or keep an overview about the different dynamics at play here, but also how powerful it is. Yeah, it's kind of like it it's kind of like a general solution. Like you can kind of think of alliance as like a general solution that blockchains can use to like direct monetary policy towards different things. You know, like if you're thinking of these as countries, like it's a way to basically make your monetary policy more interesting like what can you use staking rewards on before alliance nothing you can literally use staking rewards before alliance you use staking rewards to buy security for your chain you issue them to people to incentivize them to stake on your chain which provides security for the network with alliance you can repurpose those staking rewards so now you open up a variety of different use cases that you can use those staking rewards for you know this is this is essentially like the way to kind of think about alliances it's this general solution to incentivize different behaviors and you know create these mutually beneficial relationships whether it be through you know like things like that like sencom's just talking about with liquid staking providers other networks application developers different people in the ecosystem like users like there's you know we're we're, we're only just beginning to kind of experiment with what alliance you know is capable of and it's going to be really exciting. Uh, TFL is going to be posting a proposal here, uh, you know, to basically start kind of uh, utilizing Alliance on Terra uh, sometime probably this week, hopefully. Um, so that's going to be exciting. And obviously, there's already some proposals that are on discussion on Agora, like Eris's proposal about bootstrapping or, or, or basically deepening liquidity for. Uh, Luna LSD to Luna LP tokens on Terra. Um, and then PFC also had a proposal up to uh, deploy the Terra community pool as a means to incentivize the adoption of Alliance and potentially make Luna uh, a more interesting uh, token as well. So there's different proposals up. And um, you know this is the community's chance to come in and involve yourself in the discussion. Okay. The community is coming back in. So rather than have you talk about an ARIS proposal or a PFC proposal, um, those of us that are interested have already read those. How about, um, or can we ask you to talk a bit more about the, the upcoming TFL proposal? That would be, that would be some appropriate alpha for this space. 
And, we, and listen, we've already had Alpha from M Carbon. We've already had Alpha from Megaloo. We need some Alpha from Terra. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the uh, the proposal that we're going to be putting up. Hopefully, we'll we'll be able to post that over the next uh, you know day or so here. But um, you know, that proposal, uh, you know, the specific details will you can read in the proposal. But the idea with it is really just to uh, incentivize the integration of the Alliance module across different Cosmos ecosystems, as well as the formation of mutually beneficial alliances between Luna and other and these other ecosystems, um, as well as kind of cross-pollinate users and liquidity between Terra and some of these other chains. Um, so uh, yeah, the specific details, I, I can't really share any more than that. I'll, I'll let the proposal kind of speak for itself uh, when we when we post it in the next couple of days. But um, yeah, that's what I can share for now. Awesome. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm not going to stop pushing. So is it just so for a bit of clarity, is this like a text proposal or is this actual like, yeah, it's, let's get going. It's a, it's a signaling proposal. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's more of a, just a gauge community sentiment uh, on some ideas that we have. And then if the community is behind them, then we can, Go ahead and, and start working on those and obviously there will be future proposals where we you know go in and list specific alliance assets with things like that so i think that there's you know a lot of opportunities for terra to take advantage of the alliance module and it's really going to uh come down to what the community thinks is best and so it's a you know that that's the cool thing about you know that's the cool thing about uh this sort of tool is different people in the community can come up with different ideas on on you know it's, it's not just tfl like we're only one participant in the ecosystem right like anyone here that's involved in terra could come up with an idea and say like hey we should you know incorporate this as an alliance asset here's why and present it to the community if it makes sense you know the community can vote that in you know w with or without us uh so that's the cool thing about this and, and that's something yeah we were talking about before you joined the call um i can see mc is on here as well hope you're doing well sir um in fact jared jumped on for like half a minute and then disappeared maybe he's busy wanting to go and do something continue developing station but him um, before i go off on a tangent i was i was wondering like on a on a personal level i'm not sure if tfl i mean i don't know who puts up the tfl proposals but like I would personally like to see the the community driving the adoption, maybe not the adoption, but the discussion around Alliance. Obviously, we need TFL to continue building like the the software that's required. Um, but I mean, we did have a proposal from Eris, which great. We did have a proposal from PFC again, sort of proposals coming from the community. So. Um, yeah, discussion around what alliance assets we should or could be implementing on Terra. I think it'd be nice. I, I, I don't know, just for, for the cosmos to see that it's a community-driven thing because that, without sort of going down sort of a too negative route, one of the criticisms of Terra, which unfortunately is still lingering, is that it was a very top-down ecosystem and that is why some chains, app chains, or communities from certain app chains still have a lot of hate for Terra, unfortunately. Um, so I just hope that we can... That, I mean, Alliance is such an amazing idea, and Zion's talked about this already, that it's really going to help bring the cosmos together. Because as he was saying, like, the deeper you get into the cosmos, the more you realize that it's not all kumbaya and there's certain vested interests um obviously want to protect themselves um so yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see the proposals going up and we really look forward to this tfl signaling proposal going up do do we have an actual timeline or is this week as good as we can get mc's here mc i bet mc let's get him up i'm sure he's going to give us proper alpha rather than this Ward down Alpha from Zion. Uh, I've sent um, MC a, an invite, and uh, yeah, hopefully you'll 
get up if he has time. Otherwise, it's nice to see him here. Let's get Sencom back up. I think I can talk about this in a bit. Yeah, hopefully I can talk about it. When I went to um, the Far East, I spent a few days with some guys from TFL. And, oh, MC is sending something. Is he telling me to stop talking? Oh, he's, he's, he's just about to pop into a meeting. Therefore, he can't come up, unfortunately. Yeah, I gotta, Did we get Senkom back I got to jump off as well, guys. So uh, this has been great, though. I'll uh, hopefully be able to join some more of these in the future. These TFL guys going off for their private meetings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for dropping in, guys. It's been great having you here, hearing your thoughts. See you, guys. See ya. Um, Sencom, back up. Do you want to come? I mean, listen, this is a community space. We we want to get more people up. And um, we did send Jimmy the Otter away because that's not the sort of contribution we're after. But if you have doubts about Alliance, and I've got doubts about Alliance in the sense that questions that I'm still not sure about. And I think CJ might be able to help me with this one. He is a bit of a DeFi big brain. One thing I was thinking about was I just I'm a, say I'm a Terra user. I have a thousand Luna. Um, okay, my bags aren't that big. I've got a hundred Luna. I decide I'm going to liquid stake that into AMP or on Eris protocol. So I come out with say 95 AMP Luna. So Eris TVL goes up by a hundred Luna because I've deposited my Luna into Eris protocol. Hopefully we're agreeing on that. But then I take my 95 amp Luna across to Migaloo, stake them into the Alliance module, and essentially that's kind of making like the Migaloo TVL go up. Is I mean, that seems weird. I've only got 100 Luna, but both I've kind of raised both ecosystems TVL by 100 Luna. Is, is that what you're talking about when it comes to capital efficiency, CJ? Real quick, if you, talk, if you think that's weird, you, shouldn't, you should never look into the actual financial system because, <laughs> <laughs> because this is harmless, you know, just creating one or two derivatives. I mean, just look at fractional reserve banking where they lend out 10x the money they actually have. I mean, sure, you got to be careful with not overdoing it with with unsecured loans or with, um, you know, derivates, but this is child's play against to the actual financial system. But sorry, CJ, didn't want to interrupt you. So this is actually a really funny topic because we actually thought of creating, like this is just a thought experiment. We didn't really intend to do this, but we can take this even further with Alliance by creating an Alliance LSD. So let's say uh, we like ST Luna, uh, for example, or M Luna, right? We're using the M Luna example. We, we bring uh, over M Luna uh, and then we create an LSD of M Luna, right? Which is not really an LSD on itself, but we create an LSD that stakes the, L, uh, the M Luna into our alliance um, staking contract. I mean, not staking contract, just into um, carbon chain to earn our carbon swift rewards, right? So that LSD will, will now grow in value as it accrues um, swift rewards. And uh, we can, you can then take that uh, LSD receipt token, like it could just be called uh, AMP Alliance Luna, and then you can do more stuff with it while still securing our chain and earning rewards from our chain. Uh, you can, uh, in theory, if we list that as a collateral nitron, you can now borrow against it, like lend it out and then borrow against it. So now you have even more capital efficiency. You are securing uh, another network, earning the rewards from that network, while still being able to borrow against that liquid stake asset in another derivative form. So that's how extreme we can get. But uh, to answer your question, yeah, uh, both TVL does increase. Uh, it's a type of rehypothecation. And yeah, we are just scratching the surface of what's possible. And we are just like child's play compared to the traditional financial system. So like what Sam, Sam, Sam Com said, it, this, is, this is just nothing. Awesome. Thank you for your contribution, guys. That, that's helped me clear up a bit of my confusion there. Um, we've hit an hour so far. This is the Alliance Hour. 
MB, do you want to say anything before we close this thing down? No, it's all good, Rebel. I think this has been a great conversation. I've sent out a couple more invitations to um, people in the audience. You know, I see Welding there and, and uh, a couple of others. But uh, if you guys are good, then um, yeah, it's it's been a great a great uh, hour already. So let's wrap it up and regroup next week. Absolutely. So, the, so the aim with these alliance hours is to do them on Tuesdays. Um, to be honest, we we were um, trying to sort of work out a time that's good for the US, the UK, or sorry, the US, Europe, and the Far East. But to be honest, this sort of time suits me really well, and hopefully, it's not too bad for the guys in the Far East and Australia. So, it may well be around about this time not every week but sort of going forward this time more likely than another time um thank you very much cj thank you very much sencom guys from carbon and megaloo chains respectively is there anything you would like to end this space with before we shut it down looking forward to chihuahua having some alliance news as well yeah looking forward to our partnership with megaloo and other cosmos chains Awesome. So yeah, the Alliance Hour come back. It's really, I mean, we were trying to get the alpha out of Zion. We we got, I don't know if I can really call that alpha, but we got we got some information anyway. But thanks, CJ and Sencom for coming in and dropping these alpha bombs about a potential upcoming alliance partnership between Carbon and Megaloo Chains. And with that, I will see you again next week. Cheers, guys. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was the Orbital Command Alliance Hour, Possibilities and Potential, recorded on Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And did you know, if you want to find all the Orbital Command spaces in one easy spot, head on over to OCSpaces.org. in like Taoism, there's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, like just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Taoism where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds flap, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly. They just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preach an open sauce, but don't listen to the code. And now it's mutiny, community uprise. There's no more humility, futility, plus size. Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal. Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles? Motherfucking West side shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory, yam, beta, and bruise Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? And the answer, I think, is a clear no we started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, less knee jerk More evolution, less shit corn Preachers pretending to be teachers Y'all just predatory leeches I mean please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks Sucking up the cheddar, the recipe is two steps Rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts And we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you It would be like, don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost, it might cost us, us a lot, lot more than, than what can be gained game. by like fighting this to the better end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces. <laughs>